0: Chapter Sixty One of Kit and Kitty by Richard Doddridge Blackmore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixty One Zinka. Of all those things I had no knowledge till it came upon me suddenly, except that I heard from time to time, both through Mrs. Marker and Mrs. Wilcox, and even Miss Coldpepper, that Donovan Bullrag was going on strangely, and no one could understand him. HE WAS IN SUCH A STATE OF MIND THAT EVEN HIS MOTHER FEARED TO CROSS HIM, AND HIS SISTERS WERE AFRAID TO ASK HIM ANYTHING ABOUT IT, AND NO ONE COULD TELL WHAT HIS MOTIVE WAS, BUT ALL AGREED THAT HE WAS NOW AS ANXIOUS TO MARRY LADY CLARA AS HE HAD BEEN CARELESS ABOUT IT LAST YEAR. THIS, AS SO OFTEN SEEMS TO HAPPEN, DIMINISHED THE ardour OF THE OTHER SIDE, AND THE EARL INSISTED MORE AND MORE THAT HE SHOULD BRING SOMETHING SOLID INTO SETTLEMENT. The estates of his grandfather, Lord Roarmore, were evidently encumbered, and that ancient nobleman himself, now approaching his ninetieth year, was almost incapable of business. Though I had been terribly afflicted for a year without the satisfaction of deserving it, there was one thing beyond denial, to wit, that I had met with the most wonderful kindness from friends and neighbors and the world at large if any one says to me henceforth that there is no such thing as good feeling or good will and that everything is selfishness i shall tell him that he judges all his neighbours by himself and i wish to hear no more of him and now when the fatal day came round which would fill up the twelvemonth of my misery no less than six people were thoughtful enough to give me the honour of being from home when it must be a bitter home to me uncle corny aunt parslow and mr golightly "'Sam Henderson and Mrs. Wilcox, and Widow Cuttham, "'all entreated me to come to them, "'if I did nothing more than hear them talk. "'Mrs. Marker, if she had lived in her own house, "'would have added her invitation, "'and Mr. Rasp, the baker, "'though now getting on almost beyond recognition, "'got his wife to write to me "'and say that they would have a little card-party in the evening. "'But there were too many young ladies there for me, to be seen in the shop behind jam pots in a style we could never enter into and if i had meant to go to any place at all that would have been the last of them because i should have felt what kitty would be thinking well he does enjoy himself without me come to the derby sam henderson said meaning it all for my good no doubt and see old chalks win the nutmeg Grater. he is at forty to one makes it all the surer the finest foal my old cinnaminta ever threw quite a-morrow my son i shall make four thou get on while you can kept him dark as night tony came sniffing but we gave him snuff before the flag falls he will be a four to one invest my son invest if you wish to tool your kitty in a four in hand sam you are up or you would not talk so he saw that he should not have said it and was dashed well old fellow i beg your pardon "'But as sure as a horse has got four legs, "'you will have her back again within four months. "'Lay you ten to one in fivers. "'Do you think I would bet about a thing like that? "'Sam, you are a good friend, but this is not like you. "'Only wanted to keep your pecker up. "'The pluckiest fellow gets in the dump sometimes. "'Never take it crusty when a cove means well. "'Sorry you won't come to us tomorrow. "'Sally gives a rare spread at nine o'clock, "'but every man knows his own ways best.' i shall look you up on my way home expect to have some news but won't bother you till then good news fine news for you Kit. he spoke to his glassy little nag and was off before i could ask him what he meant and i said to myself that it could only be some nonsense to keep my spirits up the day of my trouble the fifteenth of may happened to be the derby day that year and our quiet little village was disturbed with joy every one who could raise a pair of shafts or even of shanks was agog right early and i heard their shouts over my uncle's wall while they set forth as merry as londoners i resolved not to leave my work all day except for a crust of bread and cheese and there might be no room and no time for moping which sits on our laps when we cross our legs but when it grew dark and i went home alone i tried in vain to whistle and my heart felt very low what was the use of keeping up It was only a sham and a self-deceit. Ten years were as likely to go by as one without bringing any consolation to me. All the prime of my life must pass in sorrow, empty, mysterious, lonely sorrow. Perhaps when I grew old and could care for no one, having no one to care for me, when it mattered very little how my life was to finish, the matter might be cleared up all too late. Even my Uncle Corny's trouble... Heavy, incurable, and life long as it was, seemed light in comparison with mine, because all his history was manifest, and all suspense was over. How much longer must this misery drag on? If my kitty were not dead, she must have come back long ago, or perhaps she had forgotten me and married some low villain. Not my greater, not my greater, not my greater, forever two merry fellows were shouting for their lives as they walked in wavering latitudes among the flowering pear trees let me tell him no i'll tell him what do you know about it why you never saw him in your life my heart gave a jump for i thought it must be some grand news by this fuss about it right you are kit right you shall be nutmeg greater and kit forever they shouted as they saw me sitting in the dusk on a big flower pot outside my door shake hands old fellow shake hands here he is he knows all about it major monkhouse let me introduce you mr kit orchardson major monkhouse the two best fellows in the world together and nutmeg greater is the third i saw that sam was a little in advance of his usual state and the major not behind him they were flourishing their hats full of skeleton dolls and striking attitudes and spinning round now and then against each other what are you come to tell me gentlemen is it about the race i asked trembling to think it must be something more the race be damned cried major monkhouse one of the most courteous of men when sober as i discovered afterwards as between man and man sir as between man and man you know the major's hat is full of money said sam as if his own were empty when that is the case a confounded good fellow is better than ever sir better than ever shake hands the major shouted sam shake hands and he took mine by mistake but it made no difference you have such a manner of expressing what you call it equal honour to his hands and head this gentleman must not mistake my meaning mr archerson excuse me you understand my sentiments you might ride him sir with a daisy chain sit down gentlemen I was trying to be patient and thought that the safest position for them. not a drop, kit, not a drop, my good fellow. I am all but a total abstainer now, and as for the major, why his doctor tells him, no good, sir, no good at all. Doctor bangs, I says you may be right, but you don't catch me taking any of your confounded stim shrms sam knows how hard he tried but it wouldn't do sir oh but you were come to tell me something i thought you came out of your way on purpose uh, something of importance to me right you are kit right as usual there never was such a boy to hit the mark set you up kit set you on your legs again no more poking no more potting no more pottering under a wall no more shirking the derby mind you a damned ungentlemanly thing to do why we wouldn't have known it but for that never should have seen her without that said major monkhouse solemnly put away too secretly among the lost tribes ah she is a stunning woman now will you tell me what you mean i felt that i should like to knock their tipsy heads together this may be a very fine joke to you but no excitement excuses it excitement cool as a cucumber sir cried the Major, with a countenance by no means cool. I should like to know what you mean by that insinuation. Leave it to me, Major, leave it all to me. Our friend Kit is a little hasty, said Henderson, whispering to me. Don't mind him, a very grand fellow, but has had too much. Major Monkhouse, it is our place to make every allowance for married men. They never know very well what they are about. By George, sir, you are right mr archerson shake hands i honor you for your integrity sir sorry for you very sorry and apologize with candor every englishman adds to his self-respect by that how he puts things it comes of being in the army now go to sleep major it will do you a lot of good while i tell friend Kit all we have been doing for him By this time my hopes were reduced to proper level, and I had ceased to glance through the trees behind them in search of somebody who might never come again, for these two men had come in with such a flourish that the wildest ideas ran through me. A drop of ice-cold water from your pump, said Sam, and then I'll tell you something that will please you. My coppers are hot because I have taken next to nothing, and the dust, you should have seen it. "'You have heard of the celebrated Zinka, haven't you? "'The most wonderful creature that was ever born? "'Well, my dear friend there, "'the very finest fellow that ever stepped this earth, sir. "'Don't deny it, Major, but go by and by. "'I met him in the corner on Monday, Kit, "'and old Potts was there, and that made me talk of you. "'Tell you what,' he says, "'let us see the great Zinka. "'She can't help being there on Wednesday.' It is the only day in the year you can catch her, but the stars always bring her to the derby. If he won't come, you bring something of his, something he has worn or had about him. If it is bad news, why, we need not tell him, and if it is good, why, it will be new life to him. Of course I jumped at it, and it shows what a fool I am that it had never occurred to me. Zinka is the queen of all the gypsies, although she is only five-and-twenty, the most beautiful woman on the face of the earth don't tell sally that i said so why she is cinnamon daughter that my old mare is named from so you may suppose that she knows everything if we could only get her to spot the winners for us but she won't she won't for a hundred thousand pounds well i prigged your handkerchief yesterday my boy no professional could have done it better and a queer thing it was that it should be your wife's with her maiden name done in her own hair nothing could be luckier and we had a rare laugh at it. Sinka was on the downs, not like a common gypsy, but half a mile away towards Preston, in a beautiful tent of her own, and she never mixes with a common ruck. It takes an introduction, I can tell you, and a good one, too, to get a word from her, but the Major managed that, for he knows something of her people. There is no flummery about her. You cross her hand with a five-pound note and a crown piece in it, and you tell her what you want, and whatever you give her to hold she keeps. You don't mean to say that a dirty gypsy woman has got one of my kitty's pocket handkerchiefs? Dirty gypsy woman. She's as clean as any queen, and for majesty and breed oh, I wish you could have seen her. A thoroughbred felly three years old is more graceful than any woman that ever stepped. You can't expect two legs to go as well as four, you know? But Zinka well "'to see Sally walk after that. "'And Sally ain't clumsy in her paces, neither. "'But what do you think she said "'when we had told her all about it? "'She shut her great eyes for a minute, "'and her lashes came down to the brown roses on her cheeks. "'And then she whispered, "'I can see a great ship coming over the sea, "'no smoke to it, only white, white sails, "'and in the front of it I can see a beautiful young woman.' "'looking towards England with tears in her eyes. "'The ship is sailing fast, but her heart is flying faster, "'and she never looks back and answers no one, "'only to ask how much longer it will be. "'And how much longer will it be?' we both asked her, "'because it was the very thing that you would want to know. "'I cannot say. Perhaps three, four weeks. "'The sun is very hot, and there is a black cloud before them. PERHAPS IT WILL SWALLOW THEM UP, I CANNOT TELL. NO, THERE IS A GREAT BIRD WITH LONG WHITE WINGS. IT WILL TAKE THEM THROUGH THE CLOUD, AND THEY WILL BE SAFE. THERE IT IS ALL SLIDING FROM ME LIKE A MIST, BUT I CAN SEE HER EYES STILL, AND THEY ARE FULL OF TEARS AND SMILES. NOT ANOTHER WORD could WE GET OUT OF HER, KIT. THERE WERE TEARS ON HER OWN CHEEKS WHEN SHE OPENED HER EYES, AND SHE DID NOT KNOW A SINGLE WORD SHE HAD BEEN SAYING i wish you had asked her where the ship was to land and what was the name of it and how she came there and whether it would be any good for me to go to meet it and-and who it was the lady was thinking of all the while and how long the storm that was before them was to last and whether the people on board come kit that is all the thanks we get major do you hear him no the chap is fast asleep between you and me kit he has had a drop too much but a man in a small way doesn't win five hundred every day of his life, you know. By the way, I heard that Downey was hard hit again, but Potts took my tip and has pocketed a thousand. Why, you never congratulated me, my boy. I shall throw up the book now and invest it in my place, but we must be off or Sally will blow up. Such a spread. You had better come. Sinny walks into the dining room and drinks a bottle of champagne, and there will be some rattling good chaps there. There may be a thousand, Sam, but none better than yourself. I congratulate and thank you, Sam, with all my heart. Few fellows would have thought of a friend at such a time. But excuse me, I can't come tonight. Indeed, I can't. I want to think of this all by myself. You say that this beautiful queen is never wrong. And what a heart she must have. What a fine heart, Sam. I should like to have seen the tears on her lovely cheeks. Oh, I say... Come, come, Kit. But she has never been known to be wrong, my dear fellow. All the tribe call her—well, I can't pronounce the name, but it, it means something like the infallible divine. And she does it all so simply. There is no humbug about her. Come along, Major. Why, you must be starved. I was partly ashamed of my own superstition, yet I could not help saying to myself, They believe it. And they are ten times cleverer than I shall ever be. End of chapter sixty one.